What's up, guys? It's Saturday, July 17th, 2021. And this week, I have Anthony Welty joining the FritzCast. Anthony joins the podcast to talk about his Liberty tour that is coming up and exactly what he's doing. Anthony is a former candidate from the state of Washington, and now he is going around the country. He's going to go from Washington to Florida. That's corner to corner. If you didn't, if you weren't getting that vibe, cornered Washington's over here on the west side, Florida's down here on the east side. He's going line down. Anthony's going around and he's imparting whatever he can—knowledge, resources, uh, 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 fundraising capabilities—to candidates, uh, to to libertarian candidates, liberty candidates, and. It's a really cool discussion that we have, a little bit about his history and his, his, his uh, walk to libertarianism, which, I, which as of late has been a primary focus when I get guests on to talk about how they got into libertarianism. I think that's I think it's a very important thing, uh, and I'm actually thinking about doing a new episode uh, in the coming weeks where I talk about that and my evolution because uh, we're, we're at 2021 now, and I started this program back in 2015, and there's been a lot of evolution between then and now, uh, not to mention the fact there was evolution prior to that before I had a show and doing all that stuff. Uh, but Anthony comes on, and he talks about a lot of interesting things live from his tour bus, man. It is an awesome, jam-packed episode. Can't keep you waiting can't talk about some of the other bull crap that's going on out in the world right now. Uh, but believe you me, I'm going to address uh, Joe Biden's administration and some of the things that have popped up over this past like two-week period, especially that I find uh, extremely concerning. But I want to be able to do that focused on those topics, not mixing it and matching it with uh, interviews, which I think interviews are important. I think interviews are extremely important. So buckle up. Yeah, I changed the line. I usually say tighten your seatbelts. Buckle up and get ready for this ride because we're going with Anthony Welty around the United States right here, right now. Anthony Welty, welcome to the Fritzcast, my friend. Howdy, howdy. How are you today? I am well, man. Uh, we we, we uh, just before we uh, hit the record button, we were talking. It's it's hot where you're at. It's hot where I'm at. We're both sweating our butts off. Yeah, well, uh, luckily I just got to take a dip in a, in the pool for a minute here, but uh, uh, you know, so uh, hashtag blessed, right? As they say. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, it's count nice your blessings. <laughs> right, right. So, 
Tell me a little bit about you, Anthony. What's what's your backstory here? What do you, what, what before we get into even what you're doing? What's your background? What what's some of the experiences you've had? Uh, how long have you been in the libertarian movement? Uh, have you always been a libertarian? Was it a walk to libertarianism? Tell me tell me all about that. Yeah, well, you know, unlike you know huge swaths of people, I didn't come into the liberty movement through Ron Paul. Um, you can thank uh, Obama for that, actually, directly. Obama made me libertarian. So, wow. uh, yeah, <laughs> all those statist BS policies that, uh, you know, started affecting my life personally is, is what kind of made me first wake up to, you know, government corruption and, you know, statism and stuff. Because prior to that, I was like everybody else, right? I voted every four years and looked away and then just went about my life. But um, you start seeing things affect you in a personal way. All of a sudden, uh, you know, you start paying attention more, you know, and then you start thinking about getting married, having kids, right? Grew up a little bit different, you know, things like taxes and regulations to your life start mattering. So um, through all that, I, uh, I voted for Gary Johnson in 2012 and then looked away. And then by 2016, um, I decided I'd had enough looking away. Um, so I got involved with the Gary Johnson campaign and, and helped uh, that here locally and for the last couple of years, I've just been doing everything I can to help our, our state chapter here in Washington, the Libertarian Party, grow. Uh, I ran for office in Washington, uh, statewide election, um, actually set records for vote totals, uh, 325,000 votes in a three-way race. Um, so we had a lot of success, you know, reaching people, getting people to vote Libertarian for the first time. Um, and then after that, um, I had the pleasure of going on um, campaign tour with uh, Spike Bowen, the Libertarian VP for president last year. I was his tour manager for the 2020 bus tour. Um, so I was lucky enough to get to watch him work every single day, talking to voters and, and rallying the troops. And uh, it was just an amazing experience. And, you know, now um, I'm kind of molding, um, you know, some of what I've been doing with my campaign and what I did with Spike, you know, living on the road, you know, preaching libertarianism to the masses. Um, now I'm kind of taking that to to a whole nother level and uh, doing a national tour. Right, and and you, in fact, right now you are in uh, the, you are in your your uh, tour bus, aren't you? Yeah, the the Liberty Mobile. So when when I decided to run for office uh, in 2020, you know, I, I like I, I realized that we were going to have to do a lot more and a lot less. Right, libertarians don't have as many resources. We don't have uh, as much experience and you know, uh, running a statewide election, I, I just realized that you know, immediately it was never going to be feasible for me to run, um, you know, million dollar campaign, um, you know, spending thousands and thousands of dollars at hotels, traveling, the, you know, traveling the state, doing all the outreach that you need to do to win. Um, so for the first year and a half, I ran a three year campaign. And um, instead of focusing, you know, three, you know, maybe three campaigns over three years, I did one campaign for three years. Uh, but for the first year and a half, we camped. I'd go to events on the other side of the state and I'd just camp outside of town at a you know, state campground or a private campground of some sort. Uh, and then go into town for the weekend, do the rallies, do the outreach, things of that nature. Um, and it let me campaign on a budget, basically, and still be where I needed to be. Um, by the final year of the campaign and you know, uh, September of 2019, going into the 2020 election cycle, um, a bunch of volunteers had been donating to the campaign and we decided to buy this uh, tr um, travel trailer. And yeah. uh, um, I ended up quitting my job and moving my wife and son uh, full time into the travel trailer. And we traveled the entire state of Washington for a full year campaigning, um, you know, and talking about free markets and uh, liberty and things of that nature. 
So we're, we are in it for what, I think almost 700 days now already. Wow. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so it's been quite the experience. Wow. Yeah, no. And, and that's something that, uh, that just goes, that speaks to knowing where you are at locally because, and, and this is fascinating to me because I've always lived in Delaware and uh, Delaware is such a small state. Um, if I was running, if, if I was running a campaign statewide, I could pretty much just drive anywhere in this state. It's about, you know, if I'm at the very tippy top, it, it's about two hours to get to the bottom. Doing it over the state uh, of like Washington, just massive. I, I think there's like 300 Delawares in there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. But 295. Can, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I can see where I think it's actually ingenious that you went uh, the, the route of, of getting a, a trailer and being able to just, you know, hey, I'm going to hit on the road. I'm going to go to this city this weekend, this city next weekend, this big event, you know, three weeks from now, just being able to pick up and go. I'm sure that 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 was helpful and it helped cut out, you know, trying to schedule uh, hotels and paying for all that as well. I mean, as you as you said, libertarians are working with limited resources. You kind of bypass needing a a ton of them just just by getting a tour bus. Yeah, you know, tour you know, tour buses aren't uncommon in politics, but, you know, as somebody that hates money in politics, I always look at those and you know, it's like, is it really necessary? Right. Could, could you have done it differently or, you know, in a different fashion? Um, and, and I'm pretty frugal. And, th- and that was one of my complaints about government, right? Take the, the pragmatic approach to things is, you know, government should spend less money, right? Let's, let's, you know, you, you and I have to work on a budget. So I took that to heart in my campaign and I actually talked about it. Um, I talked about the, the financial laws regarding running a campaign. I talked about how much politicians get paid, what their per diems are. Um, you know, how much they're fundraising, where the money's coming from. And then what I did was I published receipts. You know, if I spent $65 on a campground for a weekend, I'd publish a receipt showing what I paid. And then I was publishing hotels.com, what the, you know, median price range was for the hotel in that area. And what it, it really turned out to be is on what would be, you know, one or two days at a hotel, I could do a full week in a trailer. Um, and, and it has really helped reduce cost and let me do more on less. Um, and at the same time, it's allowed me to create a liberty for myself um, to give more to the party, you know, going forward. Um, you know, now that the campaign's over, um, you know, I, I didn't go back to my job, right? I quit my job and uh, I decided afterwards um, that I wanted to continue to focus on liberty. Um, I, I see a very important push right now that I wanted to, you know, lean into to try to help retain our liberties through all these lockdowns and, you know, vaccine passports and, you know, all this different stuff going on right now. Um, I decided my family decided we weren't going back to, to a day job. My wife works a day job. Um, she's the, the sugar mama that helps, you know, keep, keep <laughs> our, you know, makes it so I don't have to make much money. Um, but, you know, now what we're doing is traveling the country and instead of talking about libertarian ideas on it, you know, from a campaign standpoint, what I'm trying to do is help other candidates learn um, how to be success- successful in, in their campaign, because being a candidate and being a libertarian are two entirely different things. And Absolutely. running a, a and running a campaign is different than being a candidate. Right. So mm-hmm. um, helping people get from point A to, to, to point Z. So the, the, even the most, you know, principled or pragmatic libertarian that has great ideas, has the heart for liberty. Um, has the the desire to to bring peace to everybody's life, 
to actually help them run their campaigns because that is an entirely different animal. And, um, you know, living through it myself um, and fighting through it, um, I was able to have a lot of trial and error. And right. really what I want to do is just, you know, help everybody's learning curve increase a little bit, take out a little pain and suffering and uh, really just help encourage and inspire people to, to do a little more, to work a little more for this movement. That's actually one of the, one of the things I really liked after I learned about you uh, that you're coming out and that you're doing this uh, because one of my biggest complaints, I guess, as for, for the libertarian party in general, as a whole, is that it seems like there's like these different schools of thought on candidates and what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to do it. Um, I feel like the party should be providing uh, 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 as much resource as they can for candidates but it seems to me that in, in practice of that, it, that doesn't happen. You know, finances, training, uh, uh, how, to, how to build a good candidate. Um, like you get these two schools of thought that, uh, that one of them I really hate. The, the one where it just says, you know, find anybody and everybody that we can to get them to run for everything versus no, let's get some good quality people. Let's target specific races. Can you speak to any of that? Like, do you think that there's this problem in libertarianism where it's just we're trying to flood it with too many, too much rather than break it down, focus on key things? Um, so I'm going to come in the middle of this. And this is where I end up. I've always been devil's advocate since I was a kid. I think it's one of the things that actually allowed me to, to quickly turn into a libertarian once I learned, you know, how bad just basic policy is. But mm -hmm. so for, for me, um, I, I'm a, there is no one right way, um, idea when it comes to, to doing this and, and, and for a handful of reasons, one, if there was, we probably would have already found it and it would have already worked and we wouldn't be in this situation. Um, but two is from, from personal experience, you know, in, in my career, one of the things I've done is, is worked in a call center, right. And, and one of the things I learned as a call center worker and then corporate trainer, uh, for banks and call centers was. Uh, understanding that not everybody communicates the same way. Um, and, and so even from a messaging standpoint, I have a really strong desire to um, use both radical and pragmatic messaging and, you know, run flood the ballot type races and run, you know, localize, you know, heavy, you know, your resources all in one. I think there can be good done from all of it. The most important thing though, that I believe that we need to do is with any of those uh, methods is to have a very um, thought out, you know, goal and intention, because it, if you're doing it just for X, Y, Z, and you don't even really know what X, I, X, Y, Z is, you're not going to be as prosperous within that arena that you otherwise could be. So if you want to run a localized, you know, all your resources as one candidate, make sure you know what your goals are, make sure you know what your intentions are. Um, and then on the flip side, you know, if, if you want to flood the ballot, you know, why, what, what, what is that helping? How are you going to do it? Um, and if you can come up with good answers to those and drive your action plan based on those goals and those intentions, I think you can find a, a lot of prosperity in it. So, you know, a couple things come to mind right now. Um, I, I've heard recently, there's a bit of a movement to, to run sheriff's candidates um, uh, around the country. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of cool. Um, you know, and you could really put together a, a real basic, like here are the, the seven different talking points that any average libertarian, you know, sheriff's candidate um, might want to consider talking about. 
and, and you can run a whole, you know, national effort where you've got a hundred different people all working together around the country and say, all right, we're all running on the same type of message uh, because we want to spread it from Washington to Florida to Texas to New York and everywhere in between. Um, and you could do that for a cycle or two, right? And then after you do that, maybe you then like whoever's done, you know, whoever's maybe built the biggest profile, the person that's, um, you know, built the, the best resources within the state, within that effort, right? Then maybe you pivot your resources to running them for governor or, or something in that nature, and then they talk down ballots. So um, there's a lot of different ways to do things. Now, um, what I'm going to be doing as, a, as more of a kind of a candidate coach here is, is less telling people what one of those ways they should be doing or what their messaging should be, and rather just going into it and, and whatever it is that they've decided is their messaging or their, their goal, uh, you know, or their, their effort is just helping them uh, achieve success within that, right? So um, I can help both groups of people, group, both sets of ideologies, because right now um, the bar is very low, unfortunately. Um, yeah. We only have a couple hundred libertarians elected around the country. Um, we only have a handful of, um, you know, fully experienced campaign managers and, you know, cap campaign staff, you know, each state probably has, you know, five or 10 tops. That's not enough. You know, even if, even if each state had five or 10, that's not enough. Many have one or two or zero, you know, of these skilled type people that can, can really provide the libertarian, uh, you know, candidates the the, that knowledge and experience and, and to, to really elevate us to the next level. So for me, I just want to try to help a little bit, share what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the goal is. No, I think that I think that's a good, worthy goal, especially because uh, I feel like the the resources for potential candidates and people running, I, I just feel like there's a lack of it there. I feel like a lot of it is, I believe you, you, I believe you said the word sink or swim, like you're either going to find a way and thrive or you're just going to coast and you know, it, it's not a world where it's not really a world in an environment where coasting is going to work out for you, uh, depending on where you're at. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I believe we need to be pushing forward. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I see like, for example, and, and I think in each state, it's probably a little different. But like in Washington, for example, um, the we're a blue state. So the Republicans here are, are typically very weak and um, at best playing defense. They're like, you know, no, no more new taxes, not repeal taxes, right? They're just playing defense, um, you know, and Democrats in, you know, the minority where they're the minority party, I'm sure are doing, you know, th that same sense of defensive tactics. Um, I don't want to play defense anymore. Um, I'm done asking for my freedom. Um, I'm done lobbying for it. I'm done begging for it. Um, I, I'm done, you know, being, a, a, letting our party be a laughing stock, not, not, not even righteously, because a lot of people just call, you know, laugh at us because they're ignorant. Um, but also because we've not accomplished a as much as maybe many of us would hope, right? So I want to help us push forward and I want to be taking strong, bold strides every single day to say no more to what the heck's going on right now with these lockdowns. And I'm going to do everything in my power to help other candidates do that. Um, because ultimately, if if we continue to spin our wheels in the mud and win an election here, win an election there, you know, take these small incremental gains, right? We might get a handful of incremental gains every few years, but let's be honest, 
we're losing more ground on an annual basis than we're, than we're gaining when it comes to freedom. So while some of our fundraising numbers are up, some of our elected official numbers are up, you know, in, in large part, our liberty is losing ground massively. Um, so I want to empower as many people like yourself and, and candidates and state affiliates to grow and to do more and to do more and do more. And I know that's what they want as well, right? So I'm basically here to say, I, I'm here to help. I don't care what it is you need help with, right? I have a, a set of skills that I, I believe I should focus my time on. I don't care though. If you need help with something, I'm here to help, right? Because that's ultimately what we need to do right now with this party, I believe, is just help one another push forward in a strong way um, because what's happening right now is not okay. There's too many people being harmed by government, too many lives being destroyed uh, and worse. No, I, I would absolutely agree with that. And uh, to that point, is there is there like maybe a top three focus that, that you have in mind when it comes to this? I mean, I know I know a, a lot of people, it's uh, a lot of people have at least one shared one and, and at the forefront right now, it's still coronavirus and lockdowns and government response to that, but it's branching out further now uh, with, with some other things that are, that are in play. What, what are you, what are your top three? Well, one thing that I've been thinking a lot of is the business licensing. Um, and that's not a topic that is usually sexy, right? It's not, Right. always um, been the forefront. But after COVID, all of a sudden, it, you know, it's, it's a very relevant topic and libertarians can win on it. Um, and it's a localized thing. So city council people can talk about it, right? So I could tell you, you know, drug war and the Fed, right? All that typical stuff. But right, if we take it down to more of a local level, you know, things like business licensing right now, uh, a candidate can very well say to, to somebody that asked them, it's like, hey, do you, did you support the lockdowns because it really hurt my business? You could say, no, I don't support the lockdowns. And for that matter, I want to abolish the business license that gave the government the power to lock you down in the first place. Um, so that's a big one. Um, medical freedom, I think, is, is on the forefront um, of issues right now around the world. Um, France is damn near saying you can't grocery shop unless you're vaccinated. Um, they're saying you can't work in a hospital unless you're vaccinated for COVID. Uh, they're saying you can't... You, you know, you, you can't, Gerardo Rivera just the other day here in in, uh, in an interview said that you shouldn't be able to work if you're not vaccinated. Um, so the, the, and then government are intervening in the whole thing um, at everything from medical requirements for, um, you know, education and things of that nature. Um, I think that absolutely is, is a topic right now where we can win. Um <clears throat> Five, 10 years ago, it was a fringe topic. It was, you know, two or three people were, you know, in your social circle, you know, might be the ones talking about it and they get labeled as the crazy conspiracy, you know, anti-vaxxer. Um, and fast forward to COVID now, and all of a sudden you've got 30% of the country rejecting this, but 70%, you know, wanting to lock you up and keep you in your home if you don't vaccinate. Um, so the tide is changing, uh, but we're being... Um, met with a, a huge amount of force right there. So I think we absolutely need to push forward so we don't lose ground um, on, on medical freedom. Yeah, no, I would agree with, uh, I would agree with, with all of that for real. Uh, that, uh, that brings to mind too. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught up today with uh, some of the latest happenings, but uh, I know uh, Jen Pisaki was saying something along the lines of uh, what they're doing to control 
disinformation on on Facebook and social media and that uh, that uh, it's not enough just to just to censor people on a platform now, which which was really off the wall and kind of scary to me that that now they're talking about because I guess up to this point, everybody's been saying, oh, well, you know, Facebook's a private entity, Twitter's a private entity, so they can do what they want. But now we had a government official standing up there talking about, yeah, we're not doing enough to control uh, misinformation and disinformation. It, it got into scary territory. I don't, I don't know if you followed up on that in the last couple of days, but. Yeah. I, I mean, I've seen a bit of it. I, I tend to ignore some of that conversation because I think we've all known for, you know, a decade that these platforms and media and big tech were, were all going to go the wrong direction. It was just inevitable. Um, so some of what I'm doing right now is trying to create my own platform, right. Is to, so I can work outside that system, not because I want a platform. I, I have no desire to be, you know, some famous, you know, freaking libertarian. I'm creating a platform so I can get onto my own system, right? And I, mm -hmm. so, you know, my website, theroadtoliberty.com is my way of slowly getting off the social media and stuff. Um, you know, I'll have forums, chat groups, um, you know, different ways to stay in communication with people. That's both for an outward facing front because I can put out my blog and my thoughts and ideas on libertarianism to the masses, but also so I can create a safety network. Of, of people that, that I know that, you know, that I can trust if, if I, if I need help, if my family needs help. Right. So I encourage everybody to start creating a, a, a security and a safety for themselves. Um, so that, you know, the next time we get locked down, you don't have to run out and buy, you know, 12 packages of packages of toilet paper. Right. We, we need to be building our communities. Um, you know, agorism is going to be huge. Um, so that's kind of a lot of what, what I'm focusing my energy on is, is understanding that even if it's, even if it's not completely bad now that, you know, why, why, why put myself in a situation where I have to rely on it ever, yeah. you know, you know, on the off chance it gets worse, why not prepare now? So, and that's new to me, you know, I, I never used to think like that. Uh, my Facebook's never been censored. Actually, I have a, uh, a gold star review type rating system, which is crazy. Um, but for example, I went through COVID. Um, I literally never mentioned the word COVID or vaccine for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to. I can talk about liberty without using their language. Um, so, you know, and I'm careful with what I post, um, but I'm extremely bold. So I'm actually, you know, I'm definitely one of those extremists right. <laughs> that they're coming after. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and is there a, is there, is there in your mind, is there a way that you can get messaging out on these platforms? I mean, you know, everybody, I think, talks that big game about, oh, these platforms suck because they're into censorship and they're silencing people and all that. But they're what's there. Everybody's using them until you're banned or barred for them, from them. Uh, is there anything in your mind that says, you know, play it strategically? I mean, obviously, it sounds like there is. If, if, for a year and a half you haven't talked or specifically mentioned the words COVID or vaccine, there's obviously ways to go about it and outsmart the system, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of technical tricks. I'm very, very much just kind of trying to figure out as I go, to be honest. Um, I mean, my Facebook page has got like just under 7,000 people on it. Um, that is just pure effort. That's just being constantly in the conversation and chat threads and on news articles, things of that nature. And then, 
um, really what my goal there has always been is to find the low hanging fruit. Um, Early in my activism, before I had public pages and before I was thinking about, you know, growing the party and things of that nature, I I would argue with people, right? I try to convert them in their thinking. And, you know, every now and again, I still do that, of course. But um, what I changed to doing is I just try to find the people that agree with me and then bring them in on those topics. um, And then over time, expose them to the other ones. And some of them stick around and some of them leave. And then I don't take it personal. And if they tell me I'm evil, then fuck off, right? Then like, if you, whatever, right? We're, we're going to agree to disagree, what, whatever. Um, but I, I very much try to put out um, consistent principled messaging, but I, I try to expose some of the dumb stuff that they do. Not always the, the hardcore libertarian stuff, but just like, for example, through COVID, um, you know, I wouldn't talk about lockdowns as much. I would make fun of why you can't go camping, right? Yeah. Or that, you know, you can't play tennis, mm-hmm. you know, with, with somebody. You know? and, and and for me, that that is almost like non-confrontational. It's something that, you know, non-political people would look at and be like, yeah, that's kind of fucking stupid, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I do that across the board, though. You know, and um, I'd be like, why, why is it illegal for UPS to, to deliver mail to your mailbox? You know, what, your, your locked mailbox, they can only leave it on your porch where it can get stolen. You know, yeah. and, and that's not political in, in the sense that you and I might usually talk to people. Um, so little things like that have given me success. But I mean, in all honesty, the, it, it's gotten so, you know, shadow banny and you know, the algorithms work the way they do that, you know, when my platform had, you know, a, a sixth as the number of followers as it did, I was getting a quarter million hits pretty regularly, you know, every month or two. Now, you know, with, you know, six times as many people, I get, you know, basically none, you know, I get yeah. 10, 20,000, 30,000. Um, so, you know, and you would think it, they would have ramped up together, but they just did this. So that's why I'm trying to get I'm just, I, I don't care to rely on them anymore. You know, I, I cut out mainstream media because I, I gave up on them, you know, so I listen to more podcasts and stuff. And it's kind of the same thing with social media is like, I'm kind of done playing their games. I'm, I'm done even caring. Right. You know, yeah. it's, it, it's not so much the, the market free market. And I'm like, oh, I'm boycotting. Um, it's just that I, you know, I, I can do something different and, and probably be more successful at it. Yeah. And so, you know, just seeing the chess move. Well, not only doing something different uh, on that front, because I'm 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 big on social media, but I, I can see the writing on the wall with it. I can see how things are going that way. You are in a mobile home touring the country. What 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 is what exactly is going on with the tour? What what areas are you hitting up and what are some of the things that you're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, po- post can, you know, campaign for myself. I was you know really trying to figure out, you know, how I can help right? What, what can I do with my, my time and my energy? Um, and my wife and I don't plan on staying in my home state anymore. Um, we, we want to change for ourselves. Um, so running for office again, wasn't going to make sense. Right. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I'm kind of done lobbying. So, you know, spending my time in the, in, in the state Capitol, you know, begging for freedom. Um, uh, not right now, but excuse me. <laughs> see there's my there's my six-year-old coming in <laughs> um you know what i decided to do was well let me rephrase that um 
when, when I was chairman of the county party, um, it, it, one of the ways we grew our party was I, I brought people in and got them involved and, and I'd ask them, you know, what, what is it that you want to work on and what brings you joy? What, what, what part of this jazzes you up? Um, you know, and then what are your strengths, right? What are you good at? So um, I finally basically had, you know, I, I had to start asking myself that, you know, instead of asking other people um, and, you know, career wise, I, I was a corporate trainer um, yeah. at one point in my life. Um, I teach jujitsu as a hobby. Um, I, I love uh, coaching jujitsu. It's one of my, my absolute passions. Um, if I had liberty, complete liberty and everybody had liberty, I would only probably be doing jujitsu <laughs> with my free right, time. Right. Um, so I, you know, I have a set of skills where I can coach and I can teach and, and, and I'm experienced at it. Um, and, and I'm also experienced at running a campaign. So it, it just made sense to spend some time and, and energy coaching people. So that's what we're doing is we're traveling the country right now in the tiny house. We're going all the way from uh, Northwest Washington, all the way to Key West, Florida. Um, and we're going to hit, you know, roughly 20 states between here and there. And we're going to be doing uh, short candidate training sessions for state or county affiliates and just saying, hey, um, you know, let's host a little two hour meeting. We'll have some beers. We'll have some dinner. Um, and I can give you guys some coaching on, you know, what works for me in my campaign. Um, along the way, we'll be doing some public outreach, maybe a little civil disobedience along the way, um, probably a whole bunch of pamphleting and stuff, right? You know, for example, I'm going to Yellowstone along the way. Uh, my wife and I need to take a couple of days off and have some family time with my kid. Um, but I'm going to bring some pamphlets with, right? And, and I'm going to hand out some libertarian pamphlets in the parking lot one day, um, which is illegal, right? So I'm going to go exercise my, my free speech <laughs> yeah. and hand out some pamphlets to talk about libertarians and free speech. Um, you know, I'll take an hour or two and do that one day. And then, you know, we'll go, you know, do the family stuff. And then um, we'll move on to the next stop where I get to do another candidate training. So um, that's what we're going to be doing for the tour all the way across the country. Um, and then along the way, we'll be finding candidates that actually are, you know, about to be running for office. Um, and I'm going to start volunteering my time um, to as many candidates as I can. I'm thinking about 15 to 20 uh, mm -hmm. in a year is about what I think I can manage. Um, and we're going to, we're putting together a, essentially a mentoring package. Um, so from point A to point Z, they have an experienced campaign person to help walk them through their campaign. That's not with the goal of telling them what to say or how to say it or how to run their campaign, but to help them figure out what it is they want to say and how they want to say it and how they want to run that campaign and just teach them how to um, put the puzzle together a little bit. Um, we'll also be teaching their staff, right? If they bring on a campaign manager who maybe has never run a campaign before, I can become a, a, a resource for that campaign manager. Um, we'll be doing training sessions with their volunteers, role-playing to teach them how to do door knocking and phone baking, right? Some people don't, um, they're, they're comfortable talking about libertarianism, but they're not necessarily comfortable cold calling or you know knocking on somebody's door. Um, so putting people in a position where they've done some role playing and they've practiced rebuttals um, and, and such will give them hopefully confidence to, to go out and to do it um, in real life. Um, I enjoy doing that type of teaching and coaching. Um, and then most importantly, or equally as importantly, um, is there's going to be a fundraising component on it. Through my time in the Libertarian Party, I've raised over $120,000 uh, mm. for uh, different you know, campaigns, my, you know, my own campaign, the state party and so forth. Um, Joe and, and Spike last year. Um, 
I, I'm not afraid to get on the phone for a candidate and make dials for a couple hours and help raise them money. Um, so my goal is to raise each, you know, each of those 15 or 20 candidates to help raise them 500 or a thousand bucks. Um, you know, and I, I, I can only do so much right for each candidate. So I, it's really trying to kind of, um, you know, spread the love a little bit and help as many as I can, as opposed to, you know, picking, you know, whoever the next Larry Sharp is and be like, Hey, let me go work for you. Right. And focus all my time on you. Um, so, um, it's really exciting. Um, you know, you can follow it at the, the road to liberty.com. Um, lots of information on there. And, you know, of course the links to the social media wise, I haven't before I delete them. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Well, so what inspired you to do, to do that? Is it just because, uh, as a party in general, there's just a lack of resources in, in that department. And a lot of it is just for candidates. A lot of it is just sink or swim. There's not really a mentor or somebody there to guide things. It's, it's seeing, it's, it's a handful of things. Um, it's seeing what Democrats and Republicans do to win, um, seeing what I don't like about those things and how to change it and make it better, right? Make mm -hmm. it healthier, how to adapt the, the few things that we should take from them and, and adapt it to our needs. Um, and, you know, one of those things is just, they, there's campaign consultants, there's campaign staff, there's, you know, experienced campaign managers that are for hire that will help run a campaign. And, you know, as much as I hate the, the professional nature of politics, because um, I actually think politics is not respectable. Um, and, and um, but the fact of the matter is, is, is running a campaign is, is it takes a lot of professional skills mm -hmm. um, if you want to do it effectively and successfully. Um, and I mean, sure, you can win some races here or there, you know, by happenstance. But um, so I just I want to provide some tools to people so that they don't feel alone. Um, a lot of libertarians, especially in rural areas, there's only a handful of people, right? There, there might not be a lot of support. You know, I was blessed to be running a statewide campaign so I could, you know, pull resources from all over the state. But if you're running for just a small city council race in, you know, the middle of the state, you know, there might be no libertarians. So let me be one for you, right? That, that's what I want to do is I, I want to have that service heart for this party, um, the inner party drama and, and stuff that we all know happens really weighs on me personally. It doesn't make me feel good. Um, and so I just avoid it sometimes to a fault, um, to a fault recently, I, I believe actually. But um, so for me, anyways, this is my peaceful way of helping people in the party. It's my way of, you know, not sitting on a committee and, you know, getting hated on because I voted the wrong way. Um, by my friends and allies, right? Right. And instead just going to be a friend and ally to those people. So um and then the the travel component is just, you know, my wife and I are considering, you know, we're we're looking to buy some land. We want to build a homestead, do some volunteerism with it. We want to do some, you know, my wife really wants to work with at risk youth. And um I kind of want I, I've kind of got this vision of of having a um you know a, a self-funded food bank you know all local produce and, and things of that we really so we want to do a homestead um but we don't know where exactly yet so we, mm -hmm. we're gonna we're, we're thinking about well can we can we travel and grow liberty can we travel and grow our, our own life right set ourselves up for our next step um and, and this is just a, a perfect marriage um for my family you know i get to homeschool my six-year-old on the road um, my wife already had a remote job 
um, and the the living in this tiny house. I mean, it's a, it's a travel trailer. It looks like your your grandpa's travel trailer, um, but it's a tiny house on the inside. And I actually, I'm gonna do a little photo shoot here pretty soon. We never did one in the campaigns. I got really private. Um, I, I don't like I don't talk about my kid much publicly. I, uh, um, but I'm getting to a point to where I'm kind of ready to share my 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 inner family a little bit more. Right. So we're gonna do a little photo shoot and, and show people like this is our home right and we're just we're just taking it with us and i get to work from every anywhere and if you're a libertarian that needs help you know you know i want to be able to come out and help you so you know that's what we're doing for at least the next couple of years before we decide where we want to buy land and you know save up a little money and all that good stuff no i totally dig it and uh, i i can i can speak to a little bit of the homesteading stuff because my wife got me into that a couple of years ago and where we were at the time wasn't ideal for it. And now I'm on an acre and some change of land and we're starting it. We, you know, chickens and the gardening and all that stuff. Dude, I I would, I need to start getting into some libertarian podcasting on that stuff. And, and and my wife does a little bit, that was really her kind of thing. Right. Uh, I I was like the, can I just have a, you know, two and a half bedroom house and, you know, or two about, you know, a quarter acre. Right. But, now, now that I'm, you know, essentially an anarchist that fear, you know, w- wants to, you know, create a safety for my family. I'm like, all right, all right I want to live off grid as best as I can create, you know, collect some rainwater, yeah. um, <laughs> which is highly so illegal in places. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where things take us for, for now. Uh, you know, I, I've, I, I've learned a lot through my, you know, five or six years in the party. Um, I, I've had a, a, a moderate amount of success, um, and I just want to pass on those lessons as best I can, and you know, create some friends and some allies along the way. You know, so um, we've got a map up on the website, theroadtoliberty.com, that kind of shows where our tentative uh, trip is from Washington to to Florida. Um, so that may change a little bit as events pop up, and and you know, there's need, but you know, there's contact me buttons on there to, to reach out if you, if you're a candidate that needs help or you're, you know, you're, you want to bring me into your county meeting or something, whether it's a remote meeting or an in-person meeting, you know, I'll see if I can make it happen to come out and, and to talk to your, you know, to, to folks and, you know, show how I was able to, you know, get, you know, hundreds of thousands of votes and, you know, get, you know, major, you know, media endorsements and, you know, win, you know, win debates. Um, and, and things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. And I, when I was looking over your information for that too, for your tour, um, what what are you? Are, you're not charging anybody for any of this, are you? No, no. And, and it's a couple things. So again, what what do I hate about politics? Is I hate the you know that 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 professional campaign manager that's you know running you know, the, the Joe Biden campaign, right? It's that greasy feeling. And I was like, you know, I, I don't like that um, end of it. So, and I wanted to really take a volunteerism approach to it and, and still keep the activism part to things. Um, so that's part of it. The other part of it is most of our candidates can't afford that stuff, right? Yeah. So even if I do understand that, yeah, we need libertarian paid campaign managers, right? And we need thousands of them. Um, you know, and I think we can do it in a healthier way than Republicans and Democrats do. The fact is right now they don't have the money for it. Um, so we're, we're doing it for free, um, you know, to, to just share what, what we know, you know, I, I don't own thought. 
Um, and I don't want to own this experience. I want to share it with everybody. So, you know, and how we're funding it on the back end is we're just crowdsourcing it. Um, you know, there, there's folks that, you know, will give 20 or 30 bucks a month, you know, to, to help, you know, a whole bunch of candidates over the country. Um, you know, there's other folks that will sponsor a candidate. Um, you know, how I've been uh, promoting it to a certain extent is if there's a, you know, a particular candidate that you want to see be successful, um, a $500 donation would cover a whole six months worth of weekly, uh, you know, uh, assistance, right? Weekly coaching calls and stuff. Um, you know, some, I, I've got to, you know, crowdsource a little bit. I have to put a little bit of money uh, mm -hmm. in there to help pay for the trailer and, you know, pay for gas and, you know, make sure my wife isn't, you know, carrying everything about this family financially. Um, but we can crowdsource it and it's just, you know, pe people helping people. Um, what's really cool about it too is um, because I'm working in a volunteer capacity, um, I don't need a 1099. Mm -hmm. um, I don't need a business license. Um, and because it's all donation-based, I'm not a nonprofit. I'm not a PAC. I'm not a, a, a business that you're paying for a service. Um, it's all uh, tax-free, just like the libertarian tip idea, um, because it's all gift. So I get to do this and not have to let the government into the, the conversation in any capacity. Um, and I feel really empowered in mm. that way. You know, again, going through the lockdowns, um, for example, I, I said earlier, I love jujitsu. My, my passion is, you know, you know, homestead and I want to open a jujitsu academy. Um, I've had buddies all over this country that damn near lost their gyms. And some of them, I think, did lose their gyms um, through the lockdowns because you couldn't go touch anybody yeah. for a year and a half. Right. And for me, thinking about starting a, you know, even a nonprofit jujitsu academy in a, you know, small town somewhere, I, I can't risk you know, tens of thousands of dollars and, you know, years of my work on the government coming in and saying, no, you, you got to shut your doors. Right. So understanding the reality that it could happen and then it did happen and realizing that I don't ever want to put myself in a position to be um, abused, um, you know, is, is really making me think outside the box. And that's where some of the funding mechanism comes to this as well. Yeah, no, I, I totally dig it because that is actually, that's actually a libertarian going around living the libertarian principles and trying to spread them as best as you can. I, I totally dig that. That is awesome, man. Well, I, and I am truly trying to do this in, in a, as most of a nonprofit way as possible right now. I'm a, I'm a capitalist. I understand that. I, I also understand the word nonprofit has really just been, is just a tax word. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and every nonprofit has paid employees. Um, I, I, I want to, my wife and I were very focused on financial freedom. You know um, we want to live on as little as possible, create what we can for ourselves so that we're not reliant on having to, you know, show a vaccine passport to go into the grocery store. Right. Uh, we don't want to be put in a position where a bank can foreclose on us um and and take our money so we're, we're trying to live on as little as possible so even like this trailer um i've already paid off the membership uh the, our camping membership was like seven thousand bucks mm -hmm. um for the year of my campaign uh the campaign was paying 150 a month for that uh instead of you know 150 a night for a hotel um but after the campaign i had you know five thousand dollars left on the on the the bill 
So uh, we took some of those uh, Trump bucks uh, and Biden bucks. We paid off the loan. So now my, my monthly overhead is like 50 or 60 bucks a, uh, a month right now when yeah. it comes to, to lodging. Um, as we travel, it's going to get a little more expensive because I, I've got to pay for some, some campsites along the way. Um, but I can, by, by lowering my overhead cost, it means that I don't have to work a nine to five job for somebody else. Yeah. It, it means that my wife doesn't have to work overtime and homeschool my kid so I can do this Liberty stuff. By lowering our overhead cost, it lets us spend as much family time as possible, homeschooling my kid, not relying on the state and the indoctrination, and to work for as, you know, literally less than minimum wage um, in a donation capacity, you know, for libertarians all over the country. And, um, you know, I, I think it's creating a liberty for my family that is very empowering. Um, and I think it's, we're a lot safer now because yeah. of it, you know. Uh, we, uh, sadly for you know through this covid stuff it like because we're living on the road and we're you know kind of free so to speak um we i mean we were impacted but not like other people um and it's because i'm already working outside the system you know in an agorist type lifestyle so uh, i you know part of what we'll be doing on the tour is telling that story not, not because i think everybody needs to do exactly what we're doing but to get people to um, start looking outside the box and, and, and to also people that are already outside the box, but to be encouraged to see that other people are doing it. So um, for example, Adam Kokesh has done the, the bus tour thing, yeah. um, you know, the freedom tour, he's done the off grid thing um, of building earth bag homes, which is what my wife and I want to do. You know, I, I was already thinking about doing some of that stuff before I ever met Adam, but then I met Adam and got to see like, holy shit, you know, somebody else had the S ideas and he's been successful through it and be able to create a life that he wants for himself. Um, and, and that was empowering to me to, to be, to, to be that much bolder in, in taking a chance. Um, you know, so I want to pay forward that type of, of, of education so that people can create a freedom for themselves. You know, the hat here, my, my, my slogan through my campaign and that I've now pulled over to the tour here, um, is be free. And, and, and this helps me be free. Um, and I want to help others be free. And that's, that's what the whole tour is about. You know, it, it's really, it's a lot of different ideas all culminating into, you know, this, this one kind of project, but really message and, and everything else. Awesome, man. No, I totally dig it. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you throughout your tour and seeing how that goes. I always give my guests the last word though. So if there's anything that you feel like wasn't brought up and you want to bring up now, and then of course, share them your social links for as long as they might last your social media <laughs> links and then your website as well. Yeah. I mean, again, the, the website's the road to, to liberty.com, um, you know, easy way to get in contact with me, but it's, it's more importantly, it's, I, I want to create um, not the only platforms I'd like to see dozens of these pop up but I want to create libertarian social networks. You know, the conservatives all went over to MeWe and stuff. And I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm not really about going to Trump, Trump.com right. uh, and, 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 and whatnot. So, um, and, and I also don't have the, you know, I'm not the only person doing something like this. Like Dan Taxation and Steph Berman has, has something similar, right? Um, right. Right. 
you know, so use my website to, to build your, your libertarian network. Um, you know, the purpose of it is to bring us together, to, to, to share ideas about, you know, growing our county affiliates and our, and our candidates and, you know, putting, you know, there's a forum dedicated to candidates and their, and their staff, right? Yeah. So you can go in there and just share ideas and ask for help. And what I really want to leave people with is, is the idea of offering help, right? Come, come into the, the website and, and tell people what you're good at and what you want to help with, right? Because some people are afraid to ask for help. Um, don't know how to ask for help. Don't, don't, you know, they're afraid to, to ask a stranger to do something for them because they don't feel like it, they're, they're worthy. Right. I hear people like, Oh, I don't like asking for money for donations. Cause you know, I, you know, I might not win and I'm stuff, but, and, and I always want people to be encouraged to, to ask for help because you're, you're going to bring value to people's lives. Um, but to also offer that help. Right. So that people that are a little more shy, you know, can, can still get the, <laughs> the right. assistance they need. So, um, you know, that, that's all I've got, you know, just be free, everybody, um, you know, create freedom for yourself and for others, want it for others, um, and, and be willing to, to, to put your heart and soul into it, because I fear that anything short um, is going to lead to, to, to much drastic situations than, than maybe what we have today. We're seeing it all over the world. You know, I think we all know that authoritarianism is you know on the rise and i i just want to help this party and our, our movement any way i can no that's awesome anthony thank you for coming on the show and breaking down road to liberty and everything that you're doing and hopefully uh, i can touch base with you throughout your tour and then uh do a follow-up episode where you can talk about your experiences yeah i'd love to man and you know i I'd lo- i want to pick your brain here you're you're ahead of the game from compared to me when it comes to the homesteading so oh yeah absolutely. <laughs> i don't know the first thing about growing chicken <laughs> i'm gonna it's try a, though it's a complicated process but i'll i'm here to help however i can ben nice thanks man yeah all right guys that was anthony welty and i hope that you clicked on his links and followed him on social media for as long as he's going to be on social media but uh i kind of I kind of agree with him. I kind of think social media is killing us all. Something that Joe Biden said to the press uh, when he was asked a question, but I don't understand the context of the question or why he thinks Facebook is killing people. But for some reason, he didn't say stop. That wasn't his response. His response was just that they're killing him, man. That's what he said. He said that verbatim. So I don't get it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but... We'll figure it out. Guys, if you like this episode, uh, you know, subscribe to FritzCast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. What, your favorite podcasting app probably has me, all right? I'm on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, whatever. Find it. I'm also on YouTube. If you're watching, you know that because I'm only on YouTube. Yes, I'm looking at expanding to things like Odyssey and things like that, but... Uh, those are baby steps for me because this is one man's show. I don't have somebody to, you know, do all the stuff for me. And I'm doing this on top of homesteading, working full time job, being a father and uh, and 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 a husband. Uh, sometimes not a very good one, but I'm trying to be better for my wife. Thank God she puts up with my bullcrap and lets me do things like this. Uh, but uh, that's going to do it for me. Remember, you can follow me, facebook.com slash the FritzCast, uh, on Twitter at FritzQS, and uh, fritzcast.webno.com, the website. Uh, I'm working on some things because I'm getting ready to post another dad blog because I've been severely 
bad at posting dad blogs, so I need to do a new one. But this one's going to be a bit longer and a, a little more focused and heartfelt, if you will. And uh, and some other things, too. I, I haven't blogged on some of the topics. There's a lot going on. My God. But between then, between the next time that you see here or whatever from me, between now and then, remember, I love you. Share this with a buddy friend, whatever. Leave your comments and your questions. And if you need to reach out to me, fritzcastpodcast at gmail.com. People have been reaching out to me. A, 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 a Republican running for uh, governor in the California recall election reached out to me. What? What? Okay. Might be a guest coming up. Uh, so between now and then, guys, remember I love you. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>